0: Welcome to The Kimbretta Show, where all things lead back to how to be the best leader of you. Each of our conversations encourage us to love, learn, and lead ourselves and others. Kimbretta is her name, and leadership is her thing. Get ready. It's time to grow. Hey, y'all, and welcome. Welcome back to The Kimbretta Show. Today, I'm recording Leading Me Part 3 closing up on why leadership really matters to me and, and and why this is my passion and my road to travel yeah today I'm wearing old navy head to ankle <laughs> and Steve Madden flats y'all get at your girl you know what's up but hey we are about to get ready to punch in leading me part three why leadership matters to Kimbretta let's go All right. It is the punch in. Listen, it's time to go to work. Okay. I want to open up with something by Steve Keaton. And it's an excerpt from an article he wrote called Why Leadership Matters. And it says, I've often heard it said that one constant in business is change. And while change is certainly always present, I think that there is at least one additional constant. The one doesn't only apply to business. It also applies to life. And that constant is this, leadership matters. In fact, even before change first took place, around the time that Eve took the bite from the apple, leadership mattered. Leadership has always mattered, and it's inconceivable that there will be a time when it doesn't. Perhaps no one has ever said it better than one of my favorite authors, favorite leadership guys, John Maxwell, When he says and Steve Keaton and I quote, everything rises and falls with the leadership. Everything. That was from Steve Keaton and I couldn't agree more. Every single thing. rises and falls with leadership. And my own personal quote is this leadership. It starts with you. It truly, truly does. Um, I, I cannot stress that enough. There is not a subject matter, not a workplace, not a family, not a relationship, not an idea, not an invention where leadership does not play a part. There isn't. And if you guys have had the opportunity to listen to Leading Me Part 1 and 2 of my new podcast, then you heard my story of how I grew up, some of the trauma that I went through. Um, You heard about how I came to want to be an entrepreneur and start a business that really focused in on leadership and the lack thereof across our um, workforce sectors and in life in general. And here on Part 3, our finale, I'm closing in. On just why it ultimately matters to me And to summarize Leading me part one and two It is simply because one When I was but a child Who needed to be led The people who had the opportunity To lead me Just didn't do A great job They didn't do a great job I was left in harm's way I was put in places and positions Where I would be assaulted And traumatized Uh, People who had titles in my life didn't own their title didn't walk in true integrity and authority and unbeknownst to me this entire time it was cooking up this disdain for lack of leadership and it took me some time but I finally arrived to a place to realize that man this is what keeps me up at night and it's the same thing that can get me out of bed in the morning when we discuss this subject. And I just want to challenge you all, regardless whether you think, oh, leadership, oh, not me. I'm into fashion or I'm going to skip past that because leadership, I'm really a sports guy. This podcast is for everyone. Leadership is everywhere. It matters in every single place. You have to be a great leader to then attract great leaders and to make a valiant impact on anything you put your hands to. Leadership is going to play a part. And to re-quote myself, leadership, it starts with you. To quote Steve Keenan, it matters. It has always mattered since the beginning of time. It's not going anywhere. And I challenge you guys to take this journey with me through season one of my new podcast and the 32 episodes that I'm going to record for you guys and let's unfold all the different topics that come up in our day-to-day lives as human beings and I'm going to show you how there is not one topic that does not come back to leadership yeah so when I really finally got it that this is where my passion lie I poured out into my first uh, self-published book entitled Bosses Who Kill and I needed to really purge all of the many work forces I had been employed at where I just saw toxic leadership over and over and over and I included even some personal stories in this first book and today as I close up on why leadership matters to me it is, I mean, come on it would go without saying that I would read excerpts from my book and quote my own self Because I've already summarized it so well, if I might add (laughs) So let's get ready to go ahead and break it down And in the breakdown, I'm going to read for you guys an intro The introduction that I wrote into my book And it really introduces um, my core perspective on leadership So let's go ahead and let's get ready to break it down All right, welcome back. It's the breakdown. I'm in the studio recording a podcast. I just went live on Facebook. So, hey, this is just a teaser, a sneak peek of what I've been working on. You guys are going to need to definitely download your podcast apps, okay, because I won't be live. but I want to give you a teaser because it totally launches next week in my birthday month. Mm -hmm. All right, podcast audience. So we're going to break it down. Why leadership matters to me. The introduction to my book, Bosses Who Kill, reads as this. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to leadership. Loyalty and business can no longer be used in the same sentence. They do not run parallel to each other anymore, assuming they ever did. There was a time when people would work for the same company over 30 years, my dad did. They knew each other's families. They prayed for each other during hard times. They felt secure. They had a core belief that if they showed up and did their jobs well, they would have that job for as long as they needed. A company stood with people that they employed, and the employees could expect to be given raises and advances within the organization. It is completely opposite today. Most college students are being taught by mentors and career professionals to leave a company within three or five years after mastering a skill or system. Because after all, the only way to advance financially is as a skilled new hire at a new company. People are also being coached to choose a boss and not a job, which I totally agree with, because a bad boss for someone new to the workforce could alter their entire professional future and their mental well-being, I might add. I'm glad to learn that people are saying out loud, hey, choose a good boss. However, they shouldn't have to choose a good boss over a good job or a good company ideal location, or other things that one typically looks into when starting a new career. In this book, Bosses Who Kill, we will explore, analyze, and uncover toxic bad boss personalities and behaviors that are widespread in the professional world. These poisonous behaviors cost money, and that's just the bottom line. Hiring executives should spend enough time interviewing and observing new bosses to ensure they fit into their role, even up to implementing at-will probationary hire periods and doing psychological evaluations. In short, hold bad bosses accountable to their bad boss behaviors and give them the tools and resources they need to be good bosses. We could use this idea so, so bad right now throughout our police forces across the United States of America. You know, I've interviewed over 100 people asking them to describe their best and worst boss ever. Men, women and children of various backgrounds across a multitude of professional fields and sectors and both public and private. As you read my book, you'll see highlights and lowlights of some of these interviews. And it came to me as no surprise that everyone had multiple bad bosses in their professional lifetime and could only recant one or two people that they would consider a good boss. I also researched Gallup polls, surveys, blogs, other written archives describing experiences with bosses at work. One Gallup poll of over one million people revealed that the number one reason people quit their jobs is because of a bad boss or overall bad leadership in short people leave bosses or management they don't really leave companies bad bosses bully bad bosses bully and abuse their staff because they can because no one is doing anything about it because there has been little to no training on how to motivate lead inspire and develop a group of people There is rarely any accountability regarding the inconsistent practice of quality leadership skills. And when there is, it's usually regarding the quantity of work being done, i.e. the productivity and output and a measurement of gains from the said quantity of the individuals doing the work. And mainly because the head of these organizations did not submit to training themselves. So they can't hold their staff leaders accountable to training and skills they themselves haven't gained. I personally compare bad bosses to serial killers for the basis of my book. So it's only fitting that we research the mindset of a serial killer. And I came across a subject matter expert online by the name of Cheryl Shirley Lynn Scott, who wrote an informative article about the mindset of a serial killer called what makes serial killers tick. And among other research, I found interesting facts and perspectives as well. Shirley and other experts on the subject have stated that the main traits of a psychopath can be defined as follows. A callous, exploitive individual with blunt emotions, impulsive inclinations and an inability to feel guilt or remorse. That sounds to me so much like so many bosses. I believe we are in the midst of a serial killer epidemic in corporate America, in our police force, within schools, at hospitals. And I would even say this same epidemic has spread throughout our nation in every single professional sector you can think of. When it comes to new age serial killers, they come dressed as bosses, people of authority out there giving Oscar-winning performances day in and out as they slaughter people in plain view, sometimes psychologically, emotionally, and mentally, sometimes physically killing them. We need to implement hard, consistent, natural consequences and quickly. If you abuse your authority, it's taken away, period. Either you know how to lead a group of people to an individual or group success or you don't. The ultimate, my ultimate goal is to uncover these serial killer bosses, thereby inciting a wake up call so we can begin the necessary cleanup and transformation of today's leaders and teach them how to succeed as a bad, as a good boss, excuse me, in any workplace. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the new Kim Bretta podcast, and I'm closing up on a three part series entitled Leading Me, where I really break down Why leadership matters to me and why it should matter to you and why it's important and why it plays a part in every single facet of life. There's not nothing you can name for me right now that I can't then explain to you why leadership is a part of it and why great leadership is going to make it work. If you're just tuning in on Facebook, I've decided to do just a sneak peek snippet because my podcast launches next week and I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek into that. If you're hearing me right now on podcast radio, I just read the introduction from my book, Bosses Who Kill, because why repeat it when I've already wrote it so well? Yeah, really explaining why leadership has mattered to me and why I've chosen this path, why this is my passion and why I'm coming to make my mark in society and my impact on people um, from a perspective of helping them lead first, better themselves from within. And then whatever it is that they contribute to as a group, as, as a part of a workforce to make sure that they're putting down good seeds and making a good example and leading other people who they may have authority over well. So we're going to go in. That was the breakdown. That was the introduction. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get ready to go home with the kicker and the chase with your girl Kim We're going to go home to the kicker and the chase. And I'm going to read for you uh, my outro, my afterword from my book, Bosses Who Kill. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back. We're getting ready to go home with the kicker and the chase. And the kicker is the actual afterword. From my book, Bosses Who Kill, it is on sale everywhere books are sold. You can buy my book and uh, support me, share it with a boss, friends who are bosses, those who aren't, who are interested in my story. Bosses Who Kill by Kimbretta Clay, six toxic leadership behaviors on sale everywhere books are sold. So I was working at this one company and I was having a great time because I actually finally got a really great boss and just when things were going well they brought in someone um over this great boss that I had and she was a horrible boss and before you know it layoffs were going everywhere who knows maybe she was brought in to do just that I don't know um anyway the entire management staff which I was part of at that time ended up being eliminated and we were given severance packages or what have you you know whatever right So we were told on September 24th that our positions were being eliminated and that our last day would be October 15th. And as you can see. In the email that I wrote, which was a part of this book that I'm not reading for you guys now, get my book, got to leave something for y'all to read. Right. As you can see by the email that was sent on October 10th. They sent our managers around to us each day to ask us if we'd like to just go ahead and leave. Didn't even want to look at us anymore after telling us that they were eliminating our positions. And that we'd still be paid through the 15th of that month. Just like that. And when I sent that email to my coworkers, I knew I was supposed to write this book. I had been researching to do so for over a year. I knew I wanted to start my own business as well. I had just incorporated my company name. The previous May, and I've been jotting down ideas and plans for the last two years leading up to this day or to the day that I would start this business. Of course, I assumed I had time to pursue my dream in a very organized and financially comfortable fashion. I take the three to five year plan route and just keep working and invest time at the work to work the dream. I would apply a portion of my monthly bonus earnings to funding the dream, which I've been doing However, this unexpected blow certainly altered that plan. A quote, to everything there is a season, a time, to every purpose under the heaven. And that comes from Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1, New King, New King James Version. I was hurt because I knew it wasn't as simple as them eliminating our positions. They made no effort to move us into another role, nor was was there any remorse in the delivery of the news. Once again, in my so-called career, I've been treated as expendable. We were told the organization was going in a new direction. The new direction didn't include us supervisors. The organization believed the managers, uh, the assistant vice president managers could manage the business and the subordinates. I sent that email to my colleagues as that was my character to do so. I even included my bosses, and though I left them with a quote, it was really for me. And the quote said, when one door of happiness closes, another one opens. But we often look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us by Helen Keller. I had to see it. I had to say it and hear it. I had to be sure I did not miss the door that had been opened for me by being angry or playing the helpless victim or looking back at the closed door for too long. This was a blessing, an opportunity in work clothes. I had work to do, and now was the time for me to pursue my dreams. That was in 2013, FYI. So look at this journey. I'm I'm coming to you now in 2020. So less than one month after my second divorce... I had lost my job. Better stated, my job had lost me. Here I was, a single mother, unemployed, wondering how I would take care of my daughter. These back-to-back circumstances hit hard. For the first time in my life, I was receiving unemployment and I had to apply for food stamps. I felt so low. It was during this period that I began to doubt myself. And to be afraid, and I even contemplated taking my own life. This is a part, or the part, of the rise that is rarely shared with other people. You will experience upset in pursuit of your purpose. I'm sharing this personal background snippet to really drive home the fact that loyalty no longer exists in the workforce, if it ever did. We are seeing people in authority who are not caring, they do not protect, they do not serve, and they do not develop their subordinates for greater purposes. Business is not people, it's numbers. And as a result of that reality, the people who go to work every day and sacrifice their personal dreams to help achieve the dreams of someone else, sacrifice their hobbies, their vacations, and relationships in the name of doing a good job just to earn money to pay their bills. These people seemingly always get the short end of the stick. I say seemingly because sometimes what appears to be a setback is just an opportunity to prepare you forward. The truth is I wasn't satisfied at that job. I hadn't been for quite some time. I wanted more. I wanted to do work that I believed in, that truly served people and changed lives. I had become fed up with working with bad bosses and seeing them in action day after day. Every day I came to work witnessing people being talked down to, set up for failure, sent into battle with no weapons and being placed on disciplinary action for nothing short of not being liked. Seeing people brought in and promoted because of who they knew being forced to deny employees raises or give them poor raises being forced to push people out and witnessing the underhanded tactics of HR, observing these behaviors tore away at my soul. Nonetheless, I was just sick of this culture and I wanted it to change. Hence, the idea and vision behind my own business building a company that would train bosses to be effective, to engage with their employees, and to be leaders of integrity. I had been the employee. I have been the coach, the confidant, the trainer, the interviewer, the interviewee, the boss who hired and the boss who fired. I have seen leadership done all wrong and sometimes done right. Leadership done right always motivated me and seeing it done wrong always angered me. Finally, acknowledging these strong, immediate emotions will ultimately provoke me to action. All the time I had spent working for other companies and other people, unbeknownst to me at the time, had gained me far more than a paycheck. I found my passion amidst, amidst all that hoopla. I discovered what I could do to contribute to the resolution. Here I was with nothing but time and opportunity to do just that. Establish a company that would contribute to the resolution. I was scared. Confident, but Scared. I knew this wouldn't be easy, but I also knew that no one could give what I had to give the way I could give it to our country's extremely maxed, lethal leadership epidemic. I knew I could make an impact within our society. And I was then and I am still now more than motivated to do so. That was the ending of the excerpt of my afterword from my book, Bosses Who Kill. I am here. And I apologize to everyone, everyone that was destined to work with me, that it took me so long to get here. But I was fighting, you guys, sometimes for my life, sometimes just for my mental sanity and sometimes just fighting against all the logistics within the system of trying to build something on your own from scratch and the lack of resources and, and, and connections. Yeah, having to do this on my own. I've been fighting, guys, but I am here. I am ready if you are willing. If you are the CEO of a company and you truly want to, I mean, truly are committed to making a transformation in the culture of your organization I'm your next best decision. If you are a new, fresh, fresh business, college business major or a fresh new entrepreneur opening a business that is going to require you to hire a staff. Get it right the first time. I'm your next best decision. Let me come in and help you guys, give you tools and resources, train you and show you how to make sure you create a culture of integrity of compassion, of empathy, of hard work, yeah? Let's get it right. If you are still breathing, it is not too late to make a change. Stop settling for the fact that, well, it's just those people that have a problem, that are spreading rumors at the bottom, doesn't really affect us guys here up top that got the yachts and the stocks and the whatever Like, when are you going to get back to that place when you initially started your business? You had to care about something besides money and the numbers. Because contrary to popular belief, business is people. And when people are not taken care of, they do not handle your business in a very smart and proficient way. We've got to get back to taking care of people, y'all. We got to get back to taking care of people. And when you take care of people, they will take care of your business. And you will see the fruits of that labor if you make the sacrifice now. It's been expensive to do it the way that you've been doing it. High turnover. Paying PR to try and undo the bad media that gets put out about your organization and your company. Bad money decisions being exposed publicly and uncovered people going postal and coming back to murder people within your offices and workforce. It's been expensive the way you've been doing it. And I am challenging everyone, everyone who is the head of a team who's writing checks to pay other people. I'm your next best decision. I respect every leadership air quote guru that has come before me And the work that they have done in our society. I respect it. I'm here for it. I promise you I got a book from every single one of them on my bookshelf at home. I eat and breathe and live this stuff. But what I have is different. It's unique. And the time for it is now. This is not cockiness. This is not arrogance. This is what I know because I'm passionate about this. From my Good. I'm passionate about this And I have what you need And you guys need to definitely give me a call I'm calling you out Because so many of your organizations I've probably worked for or had a friend or family member That has worked for you And I promise you it's not okay Bank of America y'all are not okay Wells Fargo you're not okay Flagstar Bank, y'all are not okay. Fidelity, you're not okay. Black Knight, y'all are not okay. You're not okay. Your culture is not okay. And you need to do something unprecedented. You need to take a chance on someone you may feel, maybe you feel ain't worthy of my credential resume long enough for you, but I promise you, You will know I've been there and you will see the difference immediately. But you got to be willing to be all in. If that means you're going to lose somebody you really like because they don't cut it, then that's what it means. But you want to get it right so your companies can go another 30, 40, 50, 100 years. Because it's just not going to make it at the rate that we're going. Not well. And not without high costs. And yeah, this help is going to cost too. But it's going to be an investment that is going to pay you back again and again and again and again. Police forces across America, obviously, y'all are not okay. Your staff is not okay. Training is obviously paramount right now. They don't have... One leadership bones In their body Aren't you tired Is what's been going on in our country Is it not enough yet Is it not enough yet People on a campaign To defund the police Is it not enough yet Are y'all not ready To let someone come in And help you clean up And make sure that you have the right people In the right positions It's time. College campuses, y'all not okay. How much scandal do you need to have? How many people need to be raped by teachers? How many uh, inappropriate relationships need to go on? Y'all are not okay. Leadership matters. It has since the beginning of time, and it always will. And if we don't get our leadership, culture, and staff healthy, and equipped quickly. All we're going to see is more of what we already see on the news today. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired. And I'm here. And I have fought to get to this place to have something to offer you. But I understand why now. Everything I went through was because it was grooming me and preparing me for a time such as this. And I'm here. Call me. Don't delay another day. And that is the kicker and the chase of it all. Listen, I'm closing out leading me part three, which is going to be the name of my memoir, by the way. And let me get this vocal copyright leading me. Uh, It's been great. Next week. (laughs) Next week I I don't know which podcast I'm going to launch after this one But I'm getting excited because next week I'm going to be recording one with my mom And you guys are going to hear all kinds of crazy time and and fun But you'll see where I get a lot of my grounding from And and, and so I've invited her into the podcast studio to chat with me You're going to hear a lot I'm going to bring all my, my relatives in one by one Maybe sometimes all together I think it'll be fun for you guys Um if 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 you know family, family tends to expose a different side of you that may not always be public. Yeah, and I, and I don't mind. I'm very transparent, so I figured bringing in my family into you guys, you know, would be really, really, really fun. So we're gonna totally do that. Totally do that. Get her in here. Get my brother and my sister's already been in. Guys, you're you're in for a fun ride. Trust me when I say this is like nothing else you've ever heard. Okay. I want you guys to rock with me, all right? I love y'all and I will talk to you soon. Remember, love, learn, lead, and then repeat. I'm your favorite leader, Kimbretta, boss babe, and your next best decision, call me. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and sharing. Follow me on all social media platforms at Kimbretta, K-I-M-B-S-M beautiful, R-E-T-T-A. Follow me also and listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. See you soon.